podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, and welcome to another post-conference presser for Anfield Index. People, 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 what a time to be alive as a Red, eh? It's been a crazy last few hours with everything that's going on and seems set to go on transfer-wise. It's been a mental day with all the rumours that are floating round, and you know we're going to get to those at the same time. And what an insane week it's been since last weekend's results. So it's the normal format, as you know. We'll talk through all the things that Jurgen Klopp said in his press conference. We'll look at the clues we learned from Newcastle last weekend. We'll talk about Aston Villa's threats, which there's plenty, a massive game coming up. And we'll do the normal predicted lineup formation and the score and scorers. So plenty to get through. And it was an early one for Jurgen Klopp this morning. I'm sure you have no doubts that press had a million and one questions from him for, from, from should say, 9.30 this morning. So video corner from Sky Shock opens up with the normal ladies and gents. And it was no surprise to see a Ryan Gravenberch question opening, wasn't it? For obvious reasons. Pretty straight batting from this. Jurgen Klopp maybe learned his lessons from previous things like Caicedo, etc. But so it's disappointing you, but nothing has happened yet. It's Friday now. So if something happens, we can talk about it on Sunday. I've got more important things to concentrate on. Kind of like that, actually. It's nice to see a straight straight back from Jürgen, the cover drive, as it were, that if you open that manhole cover and dive down feet first, no, we're not going to play this game. So, naturally, Vinny O'Connor, fair enough with the follow-up. Well, if something is to happen, would he be the only new arrival? So, cue giggles in the room. Jürgen Klopp, it's deadline day, so I don't want to kill the excitement of people. I'm busy today with other things. Then, and I'll kind of sort of jump a little bit, but he was asked about roles and defenders, etc. He did say as well, a bit later on, if we could bring in a centre-half for a weekend only, we'll think about it. Now, we could all interpret this a couple of ways. It's up to you. Don't want to kill the excitement. However, barring a huge shock, and listen, at the time of recording, we're late Friday afternoon, there's nothing close by the sounds of it, nothing even broken as an option. It's looking highly unlikely, people, isn't it? Let's be completely honest. You know, he's talking about centre-half for a weekend. I know what we'd all want. It's not what we want to hear. It is what it is, and this is what we're talking about, but you cannot envisage another one after Gravenberch if that gets done. 
coming in. Let's play. I'm, pray I'm wrong, but it is what it is. Naturally, he was asked as well about, and we'll, we'll drum the order because we want to keep transfers together, the offer for Mo Salah. And if there was an offer, you know, what was his position? As Jurgen Klopp says, the position remains the same. That's how it is. There's no offer as far as I know, but that doesn't mean a lot, to be honest. I mean, that last bit's just poppycock, isn't it? Let's let's be honest. We know Jurgen Klopp's say in transfer matters, but Liverpool are making their position clear. It's not changing. You can argue all this. Oh, yeah, he's not going to say that. He's not going to say he's for sale, etc. I think they've been pretty resolute for the last bit of period. Whatever's happening with Saudi, whatever's happening with Al-Itiad, Mo Salah is not for sale. Although until that window shuts, and maybe even then still, we will have to see for when it shuts in the UK, I should say. Question he was asked about transfers. The last one we'll keep on this. He was asked about you know the business he's done, the balance of the squad. How does he view it, etc. Give quite a bit of detail to this, Jürgen, to be honest. Said we had to reinvent the team. The midfield is and will be completely new, as you've seen. We've had to do with the same with the front line over the years. The last line, not so much, but with injuries and suspensions, it looks a bit different. Bit of a giggle to himself as well. We didn't get the Champions League, which makes it more difficult. We did good business with the players we've got and we've brought good players in, especially Maka and Dom. Everyone has seen that. Endo, it's a massive change for him in the way that we play and the way he's played previously, but we give him time. That's no problem. So I really like that about the team. Also, we've got young players naturally, but everyone likes it when we bring Ben Dokes. He got name check and he comes on and Stefan as well. We got younger, but we had to. Yes, we have less experience, but we are full of desire. I love this team. I think that's quite telling people, got to be honest. I do think... I could be wrong, but Jurgen Klopp would score the summer window a lot higher than a lot of fans. Could be wrong because all opinions, but I think, as I've said before on many pods, he views his defence as better than a lot of fans. I don't think he's looking at that as a priority. I think, especially with Gravenberch, a player that he, the coaching team, the recruited, etc., adore, a game-changer, as Mel Reddy labelled it in one of her articles, I think he would score it a lot higher. I think that's all there really is to say on the transfer window that way. Then, was actually asked about last weekend, and we'll try and keep us a little bit separate, but the impact on Darwin, the team, as he said, massive, massive, it's clear. That's what we want, that's what he wants, it was clear. The next day, everybody could see and feel it. It was great to see how the boys fought. That was pretty impressive, and it'd be nice. If we could do this with 11 players, yeah, it would be nice if we could keep 11 players on the pitch. But whether that's a clue, who knows, but pretty clear in that. Then a couple of, of interesting questions so about Trent and being captain at Anfield for the first time. So talked about, didn't, you know, didn't know, didn't really realise that, but talked about the same time. If Trent would have been given that chance, naturally, it's a, a big step in his development, referencing last weekend that he stepped up and showed his calm is really important during the game because he talked a bit about the pressure of the stadium, I ever wanted to see him sent off, etc. But he's learned a lot and he will learn more and he has to use it. So, yeah, it's not the most interesting question, but I understand why it was asked and it looks at that he will captain the side at Anfield 
for the first time on Sunday. A question that is a bit more interesting that he was asked, or was a bit more interesting for past tense, the midfield dynamic now versus the historic one that you've seen it. How do you evaluate that? I like this question. I've got to be honest. The natural skill set is obvious, but we had to replace the most successful midfield in the younger history of the club. I think he knows or I know what he means by that. Genie, Hendo, Milner, those types all had big, big parts. In our best periods, it was clear for all to see. We now have much more goal threat in midfield. The stability they gave us previously was second to none. We now have to create that and see how we can do that. We can now play different systems and we have to think about that as well. I kind of, I think I understand what he was alluding to now. Previously, the 4-3-3, like Novocaine, repeat it, it does the job, it's effective. We, we know that pretty much there was a, a set system. We know the rotation those players could give, but they were great players, you know, for us back in the day. There's no two ways about it. Back in the day, we sound 100 years old, but you know what I mean in that regard. You can tell he's excited by this. It's a different skill set. There's more goals. Obviously, you saw the interview with Endo people as well, where he talks about, we really, really need you. We're very offensive with the giggle. We have goals. Is the balance right? I think we'd all have our say on that realistically from what we've seen in the evidence so far, but it's quite clear he's excited as we all should be on this as well. Now, the Saudi. So there's always going to be a Saudi question. It'd be good when this is just finished because the Saudi element comes in each week. And again, he was asked about, wasn't he? The window alluded to how that works, comments, that type of thing as well. I fully understand that, but it is just getting a little bit dull for me. But there was an element to, to answer and explain there. So he talked about the next two weeks will show the challenges. No one can react anymore. Whoever it is in charge should have an eye on that to protect the game. It's not illegal, but they need to protect the game. I haven't watched my players there. He's in former players. But we have to make sure the European leagues stay as strong as they are. So maybe that's on the you know rules, laws, however we do that. Feel rather like it could be seen as a threat or concern than not. Again, this is listen, Liverpool's players have been targeted all summer. We know that. So he's going to keep getting asked that, understandably. He's going to keep having to answer questions until that Saudi window shuts. We know about Salah, we know about everything that's going on. It is what it is till then. So, yeah, an interesting press conference. And let's move on to the clues from Newcastle. I mean, what a game. Even now, thinking about it, it gets your heart going, doesn't it, type of thing. It's, you know, a 2-1 victory, a Darwin madness, a red card, you know, players playing out the skin. This is where we just, we play with 10 men, don't we? Pumping on the sidelines, controversy, referee madness. Everything. It had everything. So on his thoughts on that, I thought, yeah, for a, for a neutral, what a game. Liverpool gave you every emotion, though, didn't they? Took years off your life from disappointment, worry about the way it's going, because they were on top early doors. Let's not pretend that. You know, the, the containment element, the selections maybe weren't working, the the error, another trend error. It's, it's happening far too often. I just want to be able to stop talking about this but another week another trend error that was my honest thought they go one up the Virgil one 
we could all scream it's harsh. I get it, whether you like that or not. I get it. I think this whole nonsense about the extra game, I kind of get it as well. I'm not saying it's right, but it's not like it's just, this is a ridiculous decision. I understand both. I have to be honest on that. And then commend the team. I think that's important to say. Commend Klopp for his substitutions because he's taken a hammer in from a lot of people. And I notice the praise needs to be as loud as the criticism. Simple as that. And he got his substitutions spot on. The personnel, the stuff, everything like that. Jota, Elliot, Nunes especially. I've got to give him his praise there. That's my honest thoughts in that regard. But listen, it was brilliant ending. I was at St. James's Park. There was limbs everywhere in that away end, right at the top of the gods. What a time to be alive, eh? And in terms of playing people's way in and out, it's a difficult one. Well, Virgil's played his way out because he's not going to be there, is he? It might be more. Credits Joe Gomez. He'd overtaken a pace in for obvious reasons, but I thought he did well. Alisson, I thought, was absolutely unreal. And then the best in the world, maybe, you know, a generational great, who knows that. But that's what I'm talking about. You know, don't come at me. It is what it is. Unreal, that save from Almiron. People saying it straight at him, but the power, what a man, what a leader. You saw his comments afterwards, even doing the translations between Darwin, English, Spanish, Portuguese. Unreal, that man. Playing the way in as well. I tell you what, the forward is going to be some debate, quite rightly, because how you could drop Darwin, honestly, if he wasn't in the starting lineup and has been told that before, you'd understand if he's kicking the hinges off the door of Jurgen Klopp's train, you know, changing ground room, his manager room. What's the man got to do? You know, two finishes like that, you, you couldn't argue he could do anything more. You know, the danger, the threat, especially against Villa, which we'll come on to. Again, there's also the argument to say, look how good Diogo Jota was when he came on for 10 men. Harvey Elliott's got a play. There's so many have got cases for forcing their way in. I don't think which will get to it. It'll be the same for everyone, but the forwards especially have got some cases, honestly. Playing their way in, give them boys all the credit in the world. All the credit in the world for that result. Now, Villa threats and... Jürgen talked about these at length and quite rightly when he was asked, they're in, you know, they're in form despite that early loss at Newcastle. You know, they've had that, they pasted Everton, didn't they? Absolutely put them to the sword. And even away at Burnley, they, they gave up chances, but they scored goals, you know. Klopp said that Villa is a machine, they're counter-attack, they're committed as well, they can defend deep, they've got speed on the wings. Talked about players as well. Watkins up front, McGinn is super smart. It's a massive game and we have to play a top, top game. We need Anfield and people ready to do their parts. A massive 150 minutes beckons, as he said. And you can't argue. Jürgen did the selling of this. I mean, you look at their threats, people. Watkins, hardworking, will press us all day long, especially with not the first choice centre-backs. Let's put it that way. Diaby, I mean, he's even linked to the potential seller replacement, the irony, based on what's been discussed. But what a start he's had to life. Two goals and assist. McGinn, especially, like you said, looked a threat. But we fancy in this one as their captain. This is a massive game. They've got massive threats at the same time. And even Pau Torres is a fascinating one. It'll be interesting to see if that's part of our plan, which I'll come on to. But on the ball... A great start to life, especially the uh, the assist he played. I know it's people are going to say it's Hibbs, but has looked very bright as a star. 
So that brings us to the formation and lineup, people. Now, this is a fascinating one because Thiago's out, a small setback. His whole career's almost been small setbacks. But, you know, I love the player, I love the guy, but not cool, as Jurgen Klopp said. Definitely not cool for him, not cool for us. Couldn't agree more. Graven Birch, obviously, everyone's wondering is he be registered in time? We're all waiting to see that. And Curtis is back in full training, so he's available. Despite the reports, and obviously people clock that, hold on, Canate is back in the French squad. The manager was clear, people. He is not available in this regard. Tough on this, but formation and lineup. It's hard to pick, a, despite the changes, anything else, that Alisson, Trent, Robbo at left back, Gomez and Matic. You know, it, it, you're not going to, can't see Quanta. It's just too big an ask in a massive game for the kid and what other options have we got midfield I actually think he'll go unchanged I can't really see it any different that it's Dom Maka and Endo the same as he went against Newcastle I can't really see how he picks anything different Badge hasn't played a minute yes Curtis Jones is back but hasn't really played a minute either Thiago's not back as we know yeah you can argue about Harvey Elliott but this is a massive game and I can't see how you really change that experience out against Villa. So I think the midfield of Endo, Mac, Dom picks itself. The forwards. <sighs> what I think he will do is different to what I think he should do. If you ask me what he should do, let's pony up. Let's put Nunes, let's put Diaz, you combine them together. Niaz, maybe the two together, maybe that's a new phrase, who knows, won't catch on. But Nunes, Diaz and Salah, let's just go for broke. Let's put pace, raw South American skill, pace and an Egyptian king. I would love to see that. My gut does not tell me that. I think it will be naturally, sorry, Salah and two others. I do think it will be Diaz. And I think it could well be Gakpo, who, and this isn't a dig at Cody, but it's not been a good start to the season. Yes, he's been out of position, there's context, is everything, but and 10 men against Newcastle, but he's not got a goal, he's not got an assist. And that just gives me that bit of thinking, like, as many fans might ask, what does Darwin have to do, so to speak? But I would love to see him go absolutely balls out, Sausage there, wiping it in the face of Unai Emery, Darwin, Diaz, Nunes. Do I think that will happen? Unfortunately, no, but love to see the cojones if it did, eh? Just go for it. But there we go. And the final one, the prediction. What is my honest prediction with this one, people? Goals. Hard to see anything else, isn't it? You can't see clean sheets. Villa have got centre-backs and people injured as well. The way we play... Goals is what it tells me. So, my honest prediction is a goal fest. My heart's telling me we end up on the right side of it. So, I'm going to go 3 2 to Liverpool. Mo Salah to score. I just can't bet against the Egyptian King. I don't care. But there's a bit of an expansion. I have a feeling that we will see Mo, and maybe not from the start, but I think Darwin on the score sheet will be a natural thing. Maybe heart, rolling head, but that is what I predict. 3-2, Salah and Nunes on the score sheet. And obviously, bit of an aside, because I know it is a, a presser day in between a, a 
Europa League draw. So Liverpool have got trips coming up, haven't they, to, to France to Toulouse, to Austria for last, and a brother to brother. So the McAllister brother household, you're probably pronouncing this wrong, but Union Sangale, I think it's pronounced. Who cares, really? But a random trip to Belgium. So it's basically, it sounds like a European brewery tour, lads, doesn't it? In all honesty. So there'll be some fantastic aways in there for the travelling cop. And a good chance, there's not any reason why you shouldn't feel we can top that group, should you? Yes, there'll be kids and people getting experience at certain times. I get that, but top that group, avoid the round of 32 and go straight into the 16, the format it is. So a good European draw for Liverpool. But it's deadline day. We'll wait and see if anything happens. There will be questions. There'll be Mo Salah. There'll be Gravenberg stories. We know all this. However, ladies and gents, that was another post-conference presser for Anfield Index. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash Discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.